This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Euler and Motes. Motes and Euler, we are back. Final segment of the episode. I hope y'all have been enjoying this journey, this show today. We've been having a blast. Power Grid, y'all never disappoint us either, man. Power Grid, y'all never disappoint us. During the offseason, man, we've called upon you faithfully. We have. Faithfully, we've called upon you. I mean, the entire summer, you guys came through big Mm. time. No new friends. We only want you guys, (laughs) okay? But you could tell a friend to tell a friend. Motes, during the summer, you and I were doing, what, three hours a day? Yeah. So 15 hours a week. Yeah. Now we're doing like four hours a week. Yeah. This is like, you know when you see, um, I don't know, who's a who's a good slugger in baseball? Mike Trout. Okay, talk about him. You know, you see Mike Trout, like he's standing on deck. Mm-hmm. He puts that big honking donut oh, on his face. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. swings it around a couple he, he, times. Yeah, he's swinging that. Mm-hmm, and, then, and then he knocks the donut off and goes in the batter's box and just lets it rip. It looks like lightning. It's like you and I right now, it's like we took that donut off and we're just, oh man, this is easy. I'm just swinging Absolutely. away. Absolutely. So with that being said, we don't want to take y'all participation for granted. We wanted to let y'all know that we thoroughly appreciate your participation. So it is time to talk some of these tweets. Let's do it. So let, 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 you, you got us? I got you. All right, let's go to work. We got then. a lot of people chiming in on this running back conversation both ways here, too, which, I is, like it. which is always good for the debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's the duality with, of uh, the, the power grid. The duality of the megawatts. Our buddy Thrash says, honestly, wouldn't mind having either one, but I'll give a slight edge to Najee, though. Okay. I bet you that that's like the prevailing yes. sentiment. Well, because you got to think, how many people have seen Javante Williams? And how many people are watching UNC? Think about UNC just as a whole. Going into this season, they obviously finished a year ago on the uptick, right? Mac, mm-hmm. uh, Mac Jones, I mean, see Mac Jones. Um, uh, oh, my goodness. You're thinking about <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mac, Mac Brown. Brown. Mac Brown. Yeah, Mac Brown. Yeah, I, I was like, Mac Jones is stuck <laughs> in my head because we talked about him so much now. But Mac Brown was down there his yeah, first year done, a year ago. Things, turned them around. Then this year, it really took off, right? So they still aren't viewed the same way as Alabama is, right? They don't get not. the same level of TV time. But anybody that's had the chance to watch UNC, the reason I watch UNC is because they got Dre Bly. He's their uh, – Secondary coach. Dre Bly was like, he's a legend from the 757. Okay. Same up there with the Mike Vick, Allen Ives. He's right. Yeah. Actually, his school was my rival school. Percy Harvin? Absolutely. So we're all in that same area. So that's the only reason why I tune in to UNC. But they got a squad. They do. They 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 are legit. They are legit. I, I tell you what, we haven't been able to say they're this legit. many times like, in their history, man. Arthur Motes, but their football program is much better than their basketball no, like, program. No, like 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 right absolutely. Now. Absolutely. Like this reminds me of the years when they had Hakeem Nix, when they had mm-hmm. uh, uh was it uh Ben Tate. Or, not Ben Tate, uh, Brandon Tate, Brandon the receiver. Tate. Yep. When they had those guys, I forgot the Julius quarterback. Peppers what was the they quarterback had. they had the young uh, um, uh Yates, TJ Yates was the quarterback. Yates. Yep. It reminds me like that's what they're starting to get back to now. Honestly, I think they're a little they're a little bit better than that. Just don't have as much high-end talent as that team had offensively and defensively. That was around the same time where they had the little educational scandal, too. This time they're doing it the right way, though, so shout-out to them on that. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's going to be the big reason why a lot of people will lean more Najee because you've seen him a lot more. You know what I mean? you got those highlights stuck in your head, and trust me, they look good. They, they look, look really I mean, I, I get that. They look really good. I do. It's, it's hard to, to forget what you saw. No different than Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon, think about him, right? Oh. All year, nobody looked at Trey Sermon 
or even one to put him in the conversation of a Travis Etienne, but then uh, they saw uh, of a Najee. Then you see him in the playoffs, and you're like, whoa, whoa. The only thing that hurt him, he got hurt the first play of the game in the national championship. If he had another opportunity to go out there and do what we, we saw him, about him as a with, absolutely. Guy. That's what hurt him, though, right now. So you could just see how the recency no, the, does I mean, play it, an impact on this, man. The, sta- the stage that you play on yes. in college sports can make a difference in that regard. Oh, without a and, doubt. And you and I both know there's there's – for, the last, for better or worse. For the last, what, 12, 13 years, there's yeah. no stage like like playing for the Crimson Tide. Dude, between the Crimson Tide and then obviously of late, uh, Clemson, the Clemson Tigers. Ohio State. Yeah, you play for one LSU. of those teams. I mean, Justin Fields. Justin Fields made himself $20 million more because of what he did in the playoffs. One that game. simple. One game. That simple. We went from... Uh, Justin Fields, he's cool, but maybe he's another Dwayne Haskins. Not saying that Dwayne Haskins is right, terrible, right, but right. we just – it like hasn't like taken – Right, first-round pick. It hasn't taken off the way we thought it would take off, but it's like, oh, maybe he's one of those guys. But then you see him play in these playoffs, and you're like, oh, okay. this is t- maybe maybe we should take him over Trevor. People were saying people think about that. that. That's been the conversation. Should we take Trevor, him over Trevor? Think of how crazy that is. Trevor was like the foregone conclusion. He's three years be the, ago, for three years, three years be, ago, one game, Justin Fields beats Trevor Lawrence, and people are like, Wait, maybe, oh, maybe, maybe we should maybe, take maybe, Justin. Maybe we should take, maybe take Justin. Like <laughs> what? It's just crazy ah. how that. It's, that's just the process. It's Absolutely, nuts. man. Absolutely. It's nuts. Um, Don Juan, who we know is an Alabama guy, says he says you guys know I've been saying since day one, Najee Harris, and in free agency, let's pick up Nick Martin. The Texans released him. I saw, I saw that. Look at Don Juan coming with I, the plans. I saw Nick, absolutely. You, oh man, I'm trying to. Oh, I'm still thinking about uh, the cat that just got released to Baltimore, Ingram. Yeah. yeah. As a fail safe, if yeah. you know running back doesn't work out in the draft. Mark Ingram, speaking of Alabama running backs. Absolutely, I'm not opposed to it. Speaking of Heisman Trophy winners. Not opposed to it. Um, da, da, da. Here we go. Annie wants to know, with all the wisdom and experience of two people in their 30s. Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there, Annie. Uh, in your opinion, which positions are the Steelers most likely to address uh, in free agency versus the draft, and why? Good question. Annie. So, for me, I could see the scenario where they either address running back. Mm-hmm potentially wide receiver if it's a low-end uh, Darius Hayward Bay type, right? Because obviously you're going to have another you know person you're going to need to add to that room with Juju more than likely being gone. Sure. That's just the reality of it, but you don't have to go high in with that. Right. That's the type of piece right there that you spend money on that because you can get it cheaper than what you're going to pay in the draft, right? The reason why I say running back as well is because we know just the vibe when it comes to taking running backs early in the draft. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a weird feeling, like, like hit or miss. It's hit or miss. Yeah. Some people do it, some people don't. We haven't seen a lot of it here in Pittsburgh. We think about, I mean, Rashard Mendenhall and Lev Bell, Lev Bell, first and second round guys, but that's two in the last 13, 14 years. Absolutely, because James was a third round pick. Yep, and he, he was the yeah. first third round pick. I should make sure he was in the second. One. He yep. was the first one. Cam Set was he the was second, a third, third round pick. Dre um, uh, Archer was a third Dre, round yep, pick. Third Benny round. Snell and Anthony McFarland fourth, fourth round. Yeah. But yeah. So we haven't seen a lot of, you know, especially at 24 or at 55. Like, so that's why to me, I could, I, I would put it like this. I think they'll go draft for those, but I would not be surprised if they go free agency with it because you can still get a quality guy, you know, that we talked about, right? We said a Mark Ingram type, right? If you want to go Mark Ingram, now we're going to go more running back by committee approach. Well, you have a Benny Snell that you might still be confident in. You have Anthony McFarlane. He did some things that were exciting last year, which you obviously want to see more of him. You could take that approach and build that running back room up just like that, and now you focus heavy those first two rounds on offensive line in the draft, right? Mm -hmm. That's how I would look at it. Or you could take the approach of, well, we're going to try to get one of these top three running backs, right. Travis Etienne, uh, Javante Williams, or Najee Harris. Harris. If we get one of those guys, it's no longer running back by committee. That's your guy. 
So it just depends on what this team is looking for. Now, we hear Coach Tomlin say it all the time that he doesn't mind running back by committee. He's open to it. But we also see his actions every time or give me the bell cow. So knowing that, that's kind of why I'm just I'm torn with that running back position because it's such a pressing need. And it's been clear cut throughout this offseason that they need that Hmm. and that they are going to address it. But you could just see how drastically different both of those scenarios will be. If they want to just get a rotational guy by committee, you go for agency. If you're trying to get your bell cow, you're going to draft him at 24 or at 55. I think that's well said. Intriguing, though, man. Very intriguing. It's a lot of of hypotheticals this time of year. Um, And, Annie, uh, you know, as, as somebody now, like you said, with the wisdom and experience of somebody in their 30s, I feel like, Motsi, in free agency, the Steelers are going to add an interior lineman, okay, guard or center, definitely, or maybe a guy who can play both. Definitely got to do that. And I feel like they're going to add a linebacker as well, too. So this is – I was a little torn on linebacker as well. I agree 100%. I think guard and center, because this draft isn't heavy with it's, guards and centers. Right. I mean, literally, I, I've done a couple of mocks now. I've had Ben Cleveland, right, the guy out of uh, Georgia – Potentially as an interior guy, but that's a fourth guy, fourth round right, guy. You right. know what I mean? That guy from uh, from Oklahoma. Yeah, the he's center, another one. Creed, Absolutely, third, like a uh, third uh, round guy. Ma- Michael was it? Michael Manette, Manet, yep. whatever out of Penn State. He's yep. another one. And then obviously you have the two, the the center from Ohio State and the mm-hmm. center from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Those guys have been mentioned as well. But if I'm, you know, Kevin Colbert, I'm asking myself, do I think that any of those guys, if they're even available to us at the various points of the draft, can they help me right now? Or do I go out here and just spend a little, you know, couple mil? Nothing crazy because interior office linemen, they're not getting paid like that. But you find you one of those guys that can come in here and fit what you're trying to do. So then that way you're not reaching for yes. interior. Because I think when you're talking tackles, left or right, you're, you, it's a ton of those guys in this draft that you're going to be, you, you're going to have the opportunity to get, especially first, second, third round. Those guys are going to be available to you. But I just don't see the same with interior offense linemen. So that's why I just think that, yeah, you. Spend a little money, get those guys free agency, and then you can get the guy that you really want in the draft. Take a little bit of pressure off you as well, man. You want to have options. Yes. That's what you don't want to be handcuffed. Yes, for sure. And you don't want to go into that draft with five positional needs that need to be filled. You like can't said, come like into the draft. It seems like the Texans and the Seahawks yeah. do every year. You come into this draft talking, we need a running back, we need an inside linebacker, we need an outside linebacker, we need a left tackle, we need a left guard, we need a center. Oh, and we might need to address quarterback, you know, in terms of depth. Oh, and safety. I'm not opposed to us getting a safety. Oh, we also miss a Mike Hilton in Kansas City, so we probably need a corner as well. <laughs> That's nine needs that you're going to need. Now, granted, we got a lot of picks, but we don't have nine starters that are getting picked in this draft. No. Uh, newsflash. Uh, listen, we're all – none ain't walking listen, listen, that we're, 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 We all are diehard Steelers fans. We all look at everything through black and gold glasses. But I can assure you, this draft – you're not going to get nine day one starters. You're not going to get nine Hall of Famers out of this draft. As much as I would love for it to happen, stranger things have happened. We never would have thought a pandemic would happen, so I would love to be wrong. A couple months from now, we're going to get Jack Lambert. Yeah, We're going to get Donnie Shell. We signed a Donnie Shell to a, a, get a, pri- a priority free agent contract. John Stallworth. Got to get Johnny Stallworth. Take him downtown to Manny's. Mike Webster. Yeah, got to get Mike. You know Webby. Got to get Webby. Webster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, realistically, 
you you hope you can get three guys from this draft that'll have an impact this year. Mm-hmm. That's about real. Anything more than that, and you're like in astronomical well, territory. And, and honestly, you got a bonus because you got a first round pick this year. Last year yeah. you didn't have the first round pick, so Claypool, you know, he he was spec he was expected to play, but after that you're like, all right, we start talking third, fourth, fifth rounders, and expecting them to come and have impact right away. That's asking a lot. Let's redo the it was seventeen, right? Mm-hmm. TJ Juju James yes. Connor. And then Cam Sutton was the your, your, Cam Sutton. That, so, so you that, saw that's it. a realist. Absolutely, that's, that's a dynamite draft. Absolutely, right and Cam probably could have played that first year. He hurt his hammy. Remember, yep. he got hurt in that last preseason game, and that kind of changed everything. We had to put him on the short term IR. But that's that's a top notch. That's solid right there. You got multiple Pro Bowls out there. One guy in the Defensive Player of the Year uh, conversation, multiple years now. That that's a home run. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's yeah. That's realistic. About as good as you can do in the modern era. Yes. Um, let's get back to some of these tweets, yeah? Absolutely. Uh, Steeler Bomb wants Javante Williams. So does Joseph. Joseph says, I've been liking the Javante Williams pick more and more. He's only 20 years old. Mm-hmm. I think he brings a little bit more in the passing game, mm-hmm. but he still absolutely runs people over. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I agree, I agree with that assessment completely. Physical, but can make guys miss. I love that versatility. I've talked about it before in terms of, as a defender, give me a running back that wants to run me over the whole time. I'll eat that all day. We're good with that. Straight, the reason you know it's coming. Derrick right? Henry started to take off when he started to do what? Instead of just trying to run everybody over, he started. He added that little side <laughs> step, the little jump cut, yeah. and we were like, "Whoa! When did that happen?" Just, it, a, it, just a little stiff arm, and he's gone. Because everybody is what biting out of the mouthpiece, ready for you to run them over. Because the trick, if you're gonna get ran over, okay, cool. When you run me over, that's fine. I'm just grab your ankles on the way down. So when you're running me over, you're gonna trip on the way out of this thing, and it's a tackle. We're not tripping on that, but if you make a guy miss now, now it's a foot race. Now we got issues, and that's what Derrick King was able to add to his game. Javante has that, though. He has that, and I like the fact that even though from a receiving standpoint, Najee had more catches. Najee had up to, what, 43 catches this year, right? Really added that element to his game. But from a yardage standpoint, Najee had like 400 receiving yards, whereas Javante was in that 300 range. So it still wasn't that far off with all those extra catches for uh, Najee. And on top of that, Javante had more yards per catch. He averaged, I think it was like 12.2 yards mm-hmm. per catch. So when I think of that, I know, okay, I can increase that volume, and that's going to stand up. Javante, I think, is the the mix of Travis Etienne and Najee Harris. We know Travis in terms of the all-world. He can run the ball, but we know he's very dynamic out the back flow as a receiver. We know Najee is more of your bruiser. Javante is right in the middle, though. Javante can give you that receiving element, can make you miss, but he can still get nasty and thump it the way we like it in the AFC North. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a good fit right here. And another reason why I like Javante over Najee, knowing the offensive line is going to be going through a remodel. Hmm. Knowing potentially if we get lucky, we get, you know, a left tackle or something a like starter. that early on, right? But more than likely, we talked about how we could potentially be looking to Feel that interior offense lineman, center, guard. B.J. Finney type guy. Yeah. So knowing that, I'm telling myself, what is going to give my running game the best chance to be successful? Sure, a sure. guy that can run over everybody because he can be running over four or five people in the backfield. I, I, I don't really agree with that. Or you want a guy that can make guys miss. For me, give me the guy that can make guys miss a little bit more elusive just in case the O-line isn't what it needs to be. Now, if the O-line is what it needs to be, well, now you're making guys miss on the second level. Added bonus. Yeah, But if true. not – I got a guy that can potentially make up for the shortcomings up front. I think whoever ends up with Javante Williams is going to be very happy. I I, 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 I think you're right, Motsi. Um, 
a, a lot of people just, I think a lot of our listeners, you know, they're Sunday football people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when it's when it's Alabama playing Listen, LSU. I'm a Sunday football guy. Right, when it's, I'm when a Sunday it's, football guy. When it's Alabama playing LSU, they'll tune in. Mm-hmm. When it's Ohio State and Clemson, yeah. you know, when it's Ohio State and Michigan, maybe Florida, Georgia, mm-hmm. you know, they'll tune in. They'll have it on in the yeah. house while they're doing something else. Names like Najee Harris, names like Travis Etienne, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are familiar with those. Javante Williams is not one of those dudes. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if you're listening to us right now, if you're listening to this Just back. Just go Google him. Go if, Google him. Look if, at his highlights. If you're listening You'll to this back, you know, on, on replay, on the podcast, wherever, uh, on loop here on Steelers Nation Radio, go on Google, go on YouTube. Just type in Javante Williams and watch five, six minutes of highlights. And I'm telling you, you're going to be very intrigued by these ki- by this kid when you remember, too, that he's only 20 years old. ETN and Harris are both 22. Mm-hmm. He's only 20. I think that and plays into this as well, too. And with way less touches, way less wear and tear on his body. Oh, man. Now I'm wishing there was, like, combine week so we could be having these debates and seeing everybody yeah. and what their measurables See, are. for me, like, during the season, I watch college, but I don't watch it to the extent that I watch NFL. And so you like, know I'm different. Like, I'm Saturdays, I'm, I'm glued I'm to the couch heavy all day NFL, Saturday. Heavy NFL. During, you know, typical normal seasons, I'm watching JMU and I watch whatever primetime game it is. Right. This is the time frame for me where I'm like, all right, now let me go back and look at these guys. Let me go back and check out these prospects. And you can see some of these guys, and it's like, man, okay, this guy's flashing. Javante, man, you put his tape on it, it pops off. I, when I think of taking a running back in the first two rounds, he has to jump off the screen. Oh, it's it's got to be Saquon Barkley. Absolutely. It's got to be Christian McCaffrey. Absolutely. Yeah, Zeke Elliott. Absolutely. And – Honestly, of the three, Travis Etienne was the only one that, to me, gave me that feeling of, whoa. I agree. Najee and Javante was like, okay, they tight, but it wasn't the whoa. So that's why I'm just like, second round, I'm cool with either one of those guys. I would prefer, though, Javante personally for me, just because knowing what this O-line could potentially look like next year. I'm excited. This Arthur Motes, this is not a conversation. This is not a debate that's going anywhere, I, I have a feeling. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is beautiful. Uh, good question here from Steeler Bomb. Okay, let's go. He says, with um, with everything that's going on with COVID, right, uh, less of a college football season. COVID. No combine. Who knows what pro days look like. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be a lot of gems selected, hidden gems selected in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds? Absolutely. And I, I think it's going to be I a, think so. I think not only in those rounds, but I think a ton of undrafted guys. Yeah. I absolutely. tell people all the time, if it wasn't for my senior year, I don't get drafted. I still was good, but I don't think I would get drafted because I didn't have the crazy productivity and then go and do the combine, then go and do the all-star game, then go and have a pro day. If they didn't get to see me all those times, I don't think I'd go. I don't think I'd get drafted. I think I'd get signed somewhere, but it's a different mentality, right? You've talked about that on the show here before, I think that how that's, you felt I, like you mm-hmm. had to like you had to show had, out every yes, opportunity. Absolutely. Because you didn't play at Alabama. Correct, correct. And I think that a lot of guys that are in these situations, you think it's teams that are playing during the spring right now. It's different. JMU's playing right now. It's they different. just played RMU Absolutely. this past weekend. It's different, man. So understanding that, understanding there's no combine, understanding pro days are going to look different as well. Absolutely. I mean, we're about to have virtual pro days. It's crazy. But to me, <sighs> knowing those type of things, I do 100% believe that, man, there's going to be plenty of gems that are out there, yeah. guys that nobody you know, had the chance to properly evaluate. And they're going to get in here and, and ultimately make these rosters and be impactful players and have successful careers. It's yeah. the beauty of it, man. I think so, too. And there's always some of that. You know what I mean? But I think even more so this year. Like, I'm trying to think. I mean, let's let's recently, right? 
Joe Burrow would not have been the first he overall do, he pick doesn't go without one, that. He's not even a first. I don't think he's yeah. a top two, three round pick based on what we had seen from Joe Burrow prior to that. Derek Brown from Auburn would not have been a top Talk 10 pick. It. Now, a guy like Chase Young, probably still going very high. Right? Yes. Uh, yes. A, a guy like Justin Herbert, who had yes. been talked about since high school. A guy like mm-hmm. Tua, probably still going to go pretty high. Um, Isaiah Simmons is another one. Yeah, he yes, He didn't absolutely. really take off until until absolutely. his last year. C.J. Henderson mm-hmm. at Florida. Um, Jedrick Wills, the offensive lineman that you and I uh-huh. both, both love. Uh, and and Mekhi Becton as well, too. A lot of those guys, man. like They needed that last they year. They needed that last year mm-hmm. and the performance that they put. Jalen Rager. Oh, oh, without it. Think about, think about Jalen. Like twenty first overall yes. pick, Jalen Rager. Yes, he would have been. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A fourth I, or fifth round. Uh, guy. Uh, I give. I give you the best one for this year, Devontae Smith. Devontae is about to be a top ten, potentially top five draft pick. He might have been a fourth rounder at best. At best. <laughs> at best. Yeah. Okay, like no. Crazy. I mean, you, you're absolutely right. You're ab- I mean, I went from from uh, uh, just a guy to winning the Heisman. <laughs> hey, what? Well, he used to become the second receiver to win a Heisman in how I many mean, years? You want to bring it local here, too? Look at Chase. I mean, look at Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. A, a kid from Canada who who got the scholarship to Notre Dame, who his last two years in South Bend took off. But yep. if he was only playing five or six games those years and and you know and didn't have the combine and didn't mm-hmm. have all these other things to to get in front of all these coaches, yep. yeah, it's I think there's I think there's gonna be some monkey wrenches thrown into that equation for sure. Without a doubt, man. Without a doubt. Here's another good one, Motsi, as we start to uh, to wind down this episode here. Our buddy Watt Juju Ben Hayden. Oh, yeah. That's the name. I love him. He says, I understand the offense and the priorities in this draft, but, all in capital letters, mm-hmm. what if somebody like Zayvon Collins falls to the Steelers? Now, well, see, no. that's where another yeah, a BPA-type conversation yeah. would become very real. Now, he's definitely a guy that I think you have to consider because – Linebacker is going to be a need, and he is know? that he is that sideline yes. to sideline. Absolutely, fits the mold of the future waves of wave of linebackers. Absolutely, I think he's definitely in that conversation. I mean, you got to if a guy like him is available, which he will probably be available in that range. You strongly consider him, but you also have to look at who else could be available during that time as well. If you have, you know, one of these left tackles available, whether it's a uh, was it, uh, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, mm-hmm. the the left tackle the at USC. USC. Yeah, you were talking to me about him at break. Absolutely, intri- I need to watch more on him. Yeah. He's intriguing. If it's Tevin Jenkins, right, the yeah. the the Oklahoma flexible State. swing tackle out of Oklahoma State. If those guys are available along with Zevin, uh, along with Zayvon Collins, that's a conversation to be had. Yes, it is. Because which one is more pressing? You protecting Ben's blind side, or you giving Devin Bush another running right. mate? Right. And do you think okay? Um, do we want the fourth or fifth best tackle in the draft? Mm-hmm. Or do we want a guy who could be the best linebacker? Absolutely. The, you like, know what I like mean? These there's are that value yeah. conversation there, too. Mm-hmm. It's not like if a, like if a Rashawn Slater falls to you and it's him and Zayvon Collins. Correct. Then it's a different conversation. Correct. Yeah, but if it's the it's the fourth or if it's your fourth or fifth rated tackle mm-hmm. on your big board and you've got Zayvon Collins number one yep. at his position, then that's when it would become very interesting mm-hmm. to me. Mostly. Because, once again, you still got to ask yourself, right? Even if this is the number one rated guy at this position, and this is my third best tackle, is it this guy's rated number one because of lack of talent, you know, to compete with him? If you put this guy in another draft, would he still be in that conversation? <laughs> or would this guy who's rated as your third best offensive lineman just so happen to be in a class where some dogs up here at offensive line? You know what I mean? So I think of those things as well. And obviously the GMs, Kevin Colbert and all these other GMs, those are the conversations that they have to have. I'm glad we don't get paid to have those conversations because that's stressful. It's a lot. I mean, it's very impactful. You can see how one false move, <laughs> you 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 pick this guy instead of that guy, 
trajectory of your franchise. Hurt. No, I mean. It's that simple, man. Mozi, look at the Chicago Bears right now. They take Mitch mm-hmm. Trubisky when they could have had Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. And you see what that looks like now. You see, you absolutely sick. see what that looks like it's now. It's a sick feeling. And, and and it is. That's why there's such a big emphasis on this. You know, that's that, that's why the draft and the combine and everything have become such big deals. That's why Arthur Motes, I mean, you and I have said this before. It's not hyperbolic. It's not overreactionary. There's only 16 games. Well, now 17 games in the <laughs> NFL regular season. Jobs are literally on the line every game. Mm-hmm. Every year, every game, jobs are on the line. Every draft, every because it is just such a small sample size, and the line between success and and failure is so thin. I think particularly related to to the other three major sports that we see uh, in this country, it's it's a passion, it's a pressure packed situation. It's why the fans care so much. It's have I, <laughs> maybe this will be a good way for us to end. <laughs> have I ever told you the story about? Um, my British friends at WVU in the NFL draft. No. Okay, so. I like story time, though. <laughs> you do love story time. It gets me excited. My sophomore and junior year at WVU, my two roommates, Ryan and Brian, mm-hmm. were both on the WVU rugby team. Okay. So the WVU rugby team, you know, they had like a kid or two from Australia, a yeah. kid or two from England, da da da, da. One of the guys uh, that was from England that was on the WVU rugby team, okay. his name was Travis, and he was a big Manchester United fan. Last name easy in or no? <laughs> just checking. Just checking. <laughs> You never know. You never know. Um, and so <laughs> you, got, you got me thrown off so with these jokes. <laughs> so you know, like Tra- like Travis would come over on weekends sometimes. Yeah. And he'd like he'd like watch the soccer games with me, and then he'd hang out and you know watch the Steelers. Watch my my roommates were Eagles and Giants fans. You know, he was always very curious with just the NFL and yeah. American football. Well, one time it was you know it was in like April. It was the spring. It was a nice Saturday, and you okay. know we're, we're hanging out, drinking some beers. And it's like the third, second or third round of the NFL draft is on, right? <laughs> and, and Travis is like, I just don't, I don't get this. <laughs> he's like, look, he's like, I get it. We got our cultural differences. You know, just so, he's like, I get that. He's like, but how is this such a big thing? He's like, it's, it's literally, it's literally the commissioner of the league standing in a podium for hours reading names off a note card. How uh-huh. is this such a big thing? It's such a big <laughs> That's deal. That's what he said. He's such said, a big he deal. He said, you got the commissioner standing in a podium reading names off a note card for hours. How is this such a big thing? But it's, we love football in the... To that extent, it, absolutely uh, we That's do. what I explained to him. I yes. said, right, like Manchester United plays 50-some games a year. Mm-hmm. The Steelers play 16. That's all one, we that's, one, that's one's all we got. oversaturated. That's, yeah. that's all yeah. we got. Like we we get we get sixteen games. The supply we, and demand is real over here. We got the draft and and that's it, man. And and it is Motes. It's it has become such a big thing from a fan perspective and eyeballs and attention and yep. and obviously the the monetary side of it as well too, which is just you know it's a other than the Super Bowl, I would say draft day is probably the NFL's the, the second next biggest big day event. Of the year. Absolutely, yeah. yes, indeed. Yeah. I mean, and rightfully so because you get the changing of the guard. Right, this is your introduction to the new face of the league, the new up and coming guys that you're going to start rooting for. And obviously, you want to make it even bigger because, from a money standpoint, these are the new jerseys you should be buying. Mm. And all oh, in the new. Don't forget the hats you gotta too. The you hat, got the draft right? day hat because that's when they that's when they release all of that new stuff. So yeah, it makes perfect sense, and I do like it. I'm not gonna lie. Actually, being no, I do too. being able to have been a part of an NFL draft was an awesome experience. You know, you so got drafted and you were part of the the, the, the fanfare. As absolutely, well too. man. Being able to actually go out there and, and read off picks. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't always just who was who was yours huh. again? Who did you read off? <sighs> Running back out of the University of Pittsburgh, 
James oh, nice. Conner. That's a good one. That's a good one. And then I had Cam's, That's a memory for sure. Yeah, I had James Conner. I had Cam Sutton and who else? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, I had those two guys because we didn't have a second round pick that year. That's right. Yep. I still think it's we, Yeah, we took TJ at one and then we had uh, James Conner as our third round pick and then Cam Sutton after that. I yep. think it's hilarious that you and I were both way before we I mean, not way before, like a year and a half yeah. before we knew each other. We were both involved at that draft we probably like bumped shoulders or walked past each other a few times seriously man like because they had us everywhere down here I, I yeah small world that was that was chaos that that whole week was chaos but again it's, oh it's an juju event. was a second round pick that year that's right that's what was juju but i didn't yeah. announce him no i, I announced third round picks that's what we got. J- james connor's a good one that's oh without a doubt that's a lifelong memory for sure that was fun Good show. I mean, you know, it always is when that Arthur Motes guy's in the pilot chair. I tell you what. And it's always a good show when the power watts, the mega grid, when they do what they do. Yeah, good I, I think I said that today. backwards, too. It's all right. Power grid, mega watts. You, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. <laughs> but either way, either way, man, it power was a blast, watts man. And the mega grid. You like know, however, however y'all want to be called today. Just let me go. <laughs> but either way, man, it was a blast, man. So, we got any more tweets before we get up out of here? That's all. That's I all. like it. Well, that's all, folks. See you next bleep, time. Bleep, 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 bleep. But, man, as I get up out of here, man, got to give a big-time shout-out to my producer on the ones and twos, Mr. Wesley Euler. He's kind of old now, 30 oh, years you. old. Thank I you, think I you. see a gray hair stemming up in that hey, beautiful hair of yours. Take it easy. All right, all right, all right. Also got to give a shout-out to the Megawatts, the Power Grid, because, once again, y'all provided the energy for the show. That's what y'all always Let's do. do it again Thursday. Got to do it again Thursday. And you know where that is, right? But before I get to where it's going to be at, I got to give a shout-out to my partner in crime, the guy who was on the opposite of this microphone, Mr. Wesley Yoler. I thank you, thank you, thank you. I like 30-year-old you, you know? A little more laid back. Yeah, yeah. Not as angry. You you seem more mature, a little wiser. I think so. I like it. Or at least I drank some Bud Wiser. (laughs) Hydrated. I like it. All right. So with that being said, see you next time on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers. Uh Uh-huh. Nation. Okay. Radio. Radio.